Is that it? Yeah, I'm on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Church, I love you. Did I ever tell you that I love you? Venture, you are live at 55. And I'll tell you what, it is great to be in this place with you and celebrating. I don't even know what I'm doing right at this moment. You have to know that. I've been saving up this moment of coming back to Venture for four years, and you're going to get four years worth of sermon this morning. No, no, and that is totally a joke. Stay with me because there is an incredible timer in the back of the room. I don't know if you knew this or not, but they're large numbers so your preacher can see what's going on here. But I want to celebrate with you. 55 years. So here's where I want to go. If you've been here since the 70s, because I don't think there's anybody here in this service from the, from the 60s, are you? It started in 68. Jane, you're not here, are you? So if you were here in the 70s, would you stand? Come on. If you were here in the 70s, stand. Woo! <laughs> this is awesome. So, so, and you're still here, man. Praise the Lord. Thank you. If you've been here in the 80s, come on, stand up. If you've been here since the 80s, stand up. Look at this crew. Woo! <laughs> okay, how... How beautiful. So those of you who started coming here uh, in 90 following, you, you remember I happened to be the lead pastor during those days. If you came during the 90s, before we moved here at Woodland Springs, would you stand? Would you stand? Come on, we celebrate. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's a great day. Man, so, man, praise the Lord. What, what a joy. Okay, so then we entered into 2000, into this new facility. So how many of you have been a part of the church during the 2000s up to my rewiring, till I transitioned? How many of you have been a part of the church since, the, since 2000 and up? Hallelujah. Church, I love you. I love you and praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay. And maybe the most exciting thing for me of, of all is how many of you have started coming to this church over the last four years? In this service, how many of you started coming to this church in the last four years? In the last four years. Stay standing, stay standing, stay standing, please. Stay standing. On my last Sunday, you need to know, on my last Sunday here, I stood in front of everybody else that has stood already. And I shared that my greatest joy when I come back to preach someday in this church is that I will meet people that I've never known because God is still faithful. Hallelujah. You keep rocking. You keep joining with all the fellowship and keep serving the Lord, church. Hallelujah. You may be seated. And I just got to ask about, is there anybody here who's here for the kind of like the first time? Are you here for the first time? Come on, stand up if you are, please. Hey, well, I see some, I see there's, there, wait, hold, that is, this is awesome. Okay, so I got to tell you something. And I did this for 30 years up on this platform. I said, welcome to Venture. Welcome to Venture. We are welcome to those other churches we were too, but the last time I did. And I want to welcome you. And do not judge this church by this preacher this morning, all righty? This church is awesome. And I won't be back for another four years, five years. I'll, I'll come back for the 60th and I'll celebrate with you. Come on. But it, it, is, a, it is a great joy. And, 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 and I, 
I love being here. Man, the feeling of seeing. And I knew. So back in my day, okay, we had three services. We had an early service and then a second service, third service. I knew I would come here today. I knew where I would find you. Those of you who were first service people and you were second service people, I knew where I would find you here. You're still sitting in the same spot. That is awesome. I mean, it's, it is, and I got to tell you, it, it is awesome. And I'm so encouraged by that. But I'll tell you what, today is, is all about God's faithfulness. So as we celebrate all of this, I want us to look at Lamentations chapter 3. I got to tell you that I do not remember in my entire time of preaching with Woodland Springs Hazel Dell Venture, I don't remember ever preaching a sermon out of the book of Lamentations. It's an Old Testament book. It's stuck out there. Nobody wants to read it. Nobody wants to study it. Nobody, nobody wants to look at it. Because, well, why don't we want to go there yet? But they're right at the beginning of Lamentations. There is an incredible passage from Lamentations 3, 21 through 23. And it reads, oh, this is cool too. I've never seen this thing before. What, what goes on back there? Who's doing that? This, this stuff, I love this technology. Back in my day, it was, I always had to turn and look up there. And, and yeah, yeah, oh, hey, you made it large enough for me to see. I really appreciate that. But I'm going to read it off this one. This passage of scripture is so powerful for 55 years. This is our celebration of 55 years of God's faithfulness. And in the book of Lamentations, the author writes, Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. So the author of this passage is, is right in the middle of life. He's stopping and he's saying, I, I remember this. And these things that I remember about God in my life and in our past... They give me hope. Because I'm able to remember what he's done for us. And it's all about great is your faithfulness. So what are some of the major historic events that happened over these last 55 years? Last night I decided I wanted, this wasn't a part of my sermon as of last night. I told you I got four years worth of sermon to give you here today. And that clock is running. But I'll tell you, here's, a, here's some of the things that have occurred since this church started. This church started in the middle of the Vietnam War. In 1970, there was a Cold War with Soviet Union. In 79, Iranian Revolution. In 81, there was AIDS. In 89, there was Tiananmen Square uh, massacre in China. In 91, there was the Gulf War. In 94, there was Rwandan genocide. In 9-11, and everybody knows that on 2001, at least those of us who were alive then. In 2001, we entered into an Afghanistan war. In 2003, we had our second Iraqi war. 2008, we had an economic crash. In 2015, there was the downward downward spiral in the 15s and in the 10s of uh, 2000 of, of morals and and the church is affected by all these things and then we come along in 2020 and there was COVID and I'll tell you what folks if that description of what has gone on in the world and what this church has had to deal with and that she is still alive that is a great testimony to God's faithfulness she starts in war Vietnam and we stand up here even today with another war going on around the world multiple wars but the church stands because she wants to give God the glory and the praise and trust him for her life her new life you have been we have been through a lot in the past 55 years 
and when we think back, when we call this to mind, we realize, oh my goodness, great is your faithfulness. So this morning, I, I, I have a typical three-point outline. You would have known that from me from over the years. I, I don't know what Stan does. He's probably got 30 points. I don't know what he does. He's a, no, I'll tell you. Um, so I want to look at alive in the past. Because the, the, one of the keys to this celebration is to be able to look back, to, to call this to mind. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Let's call some things to mind. Woodland Springs Christian Church. You saw the video of the strike. Man, Stan, I'll tell you what, I was waiting for the years to come along. Those are videos I have never seen. I had never seen uh, those videos at Woodland Springs Startup. And I'll tell you what, those were early days, great days. The church at Woodland Springs that we are, we were, back in the day, 55 years ago, 50 years ago, it was being led by a preacher who was an evangelist. And the dude rocked it. The church grew quite quickly as the church was planted, as a group of people decided to plant this church in the northern suburbs of Indianapolis, which happened to be in Carmel. And they planted this church, and the first several years, this church was rocking. And then there was, there was, there was a problem in the camp. And the church itself, had to go inward to protect itself and take care of itself. We don't need to get into all that. It's just a little bit of history. There was some problem within the camp. And then it, it became a season through the years at Woodland Springs where, where some people were just holding on for a season and some of the, some of the struggles. And they weren't growing like they were back in, the, back in the first start when they had their evangelist planting the church. But they held on. Some of you who stood in the 70s, you held on. You were faithful. You were rocking to make sure that this church would continue to move forward. And it was a great church, had great ministry, had great effect, but it just wasn't having the same kind of growth that it had those first few years as the church launched. And then in 89, this church, Woodland Springs, hired this young punk. No, really, he was. I think I was hired when I was 27, and I preached my first sermon when I was 28. My birthday was right between there. I came with my wife, Sarah. Sarah, would you stand up, please? I know you aren't supposed to do this, but would you, would you welcome? Thank you for welcoming the first lady. The first lady. See, I travel now, so in, in multiple kinds of churches, and that woman's the first lady. Don's the first lady. You got It's always something really cool to warm up to to know that. But I'll tell you what, you go through, and I came along then, and then there were some transitions. And we went through 30 years together from, from uh, 116th Street to up here in 2000. This, this, this building was built 23. We celebrated its, its completion 23 years ago. And then we traveled through, had a had great season of ministry. I was a part of that with you. And then it was time to transition to the years that we have today. Years that are beautiful, years that have so much potential because of this. Can you go back to that last slide, guys? Thank you very much. Back there in the production booth, can you go back to the last slide? Because of this, great is your faithfulness. But to get there, we have to remember these things. We have to remember where God has brought us, what God has done for our church, the, the beauty of everything that he's done and helped us to, to be a part of. So we've called some things to mind 
with Woodland Springs, Hazel Dell Venture, with this. We've called some things to mind for our church family, and we should at 55. We should count, call things. But what about in our own lives? For you see, one of the greatest challenges of an anniversary sermon, and then the preacher who had been here for 30 years coming back and preaching an anniversary service, that one of the greatest struggles is, is this all about celebration? Yes, it's all about celebration. Is it all about God's faithfulness? Yes, it's all about God's faithfulness. And what can we celebrate, though, as individuals? So we can talk about the church, and, and you all can leave here today, and you can leave here celebrating venture. That's certainly one of the great goals here today. But what about your own life? When you remember your past, do you see God's faith? Does it bring you hope? When you're in your current circumstances, you're living your life in the way you are, yet this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. Are you there in your individual lives? I, I see you, folks. I get to see where life has taken us over 34 years. Now I get to see where life has taken us over the last four years. I know, I, hear, I still keep up with you. I know the hurts, I know the brokenness, I know the challenges, I know the struggles, but I also know the great things that God has done in your life, individually. So I don't want us just to leave here celebrating what God has done for venture. I want to make sure that we, we all have a take home, that we go home celebrating what God has done for us in our lives as we think back so that we have hope. Is that good? Is that good? This is for all of us. If you're a guest today, if you're just visiting, if you've been around a long time, whatever it is, something to remember. What has God done for you when you call to mind and therefore you have hope? What has God done for you? So I sat down and in about 30 minutes, I jotted down all the things that I could think that God has done for me that he did. And my goal was to have 55 of them. 55 of them. Then I got to the point where I thought, okay, there's 26 letters in the alphabet. So if I multiply our alphabet by, by 2, I get 52. If I add 3, I can get to 55. So I start there. And I get to think, what are they? So I just start ripping off my mind. Here's what he's done for us. For everyone. Here's what we should count to mind. He gives us hope. He answered our cry. He adopted us. He blessed us. He brought beauty from ashes. He came for us. He carried us. He destroyed the barrier between us. He dwelt with us. He ended the curse. He empowered us. He forgave us. He formed us. He gave to us. He's gentle with us. He held us. He heard our cries. He instructed us in the best ways. He interceded on our behalf. He justified us. He joined us. He kept us. His kindness has been shown to us. He loved us. He lifted us. He made us. He moved us. He's nurtured us. He's never left us. He overcame for us. He opened the door for us. Can you see what your God has done for you? Can you see his great faithfulness? He's picked us up. He's protected us. He's poured out his blood. He's quieted our anxious minds. He's qualified us. He's rescued us. He's restored us. He's saved us. He's sheltered us. He's sacrificed everything for us. Can you see where your God has been faithful in your life? He's took our punishment. He's triumphed for us. He's treasured us. He's undid the chains. He's upheld us. He's vindicated us. His victory was declared for us. He's walked with us. He's watched over us. And you're all going, what's he going to say for X? 
Because there ain't no X. But there is an X. There's a couple of them. Because he's been extra patient with us. And I want you to know that whereas in our English alphabet there is not a word for X that I could find that God has done for me. Okay? I couldn't figure out a word. But in the Greek, which the New Testament was written in, in the Greek there is an X. And that X symbol is called the key. And the X symbol is the first letter in the name of Christ. Christ. Key. He's given us Christ. Friends, great is his faithfulness. Okay, we got to the wise. And I got yearned for us. He yearned for us. And I'm celebrating, but, I, but my goal is to try to find two, and I can't find another one in, in the two that he's done for us. Now, I know there's Yahweh. That's the name of God. The precious name of God is Yahweh. But we've got this why, and, and here's what I found out. I figured out. I figured out that the Y chromosome was given to half of us. Okay, if you know anything about biology, you're going to start laughing here in a minute. Because if we only had the X chromosome, we'd all be women. Well, and, and some of you would think that would be a great thing. I know that. But, but that Y chromosome that God gave us, it made the dudes. Okay? We're, we're the dudes because we've got a Y and an X. No, no, seriously. You can look all that up. So, so I'm just trying to find something jovial as we get to this point where great is your faithfulness. Because I'm glad that God made them male and female. And I'm glad I've been able to celebrate with my bride for over 40 years. And we have three kids and three in-loves. And how many grandkids? Five grandkids and who knows. Because we have a Y chromosome, all righty. And he's zealous for us. And probably my favorite is the last one in the letter Z. He's zeroed out our debt. Whoa. Whoa, this I call to mind, this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Great has been your faithfulness. Well, that's the past. How about venture being alive in the present? That was the past. That was about, that was about WSCC and HDCC and, and the past at adventure. And we, we take note and we remember and it gives us the hope. But it's not about that today now. Now it's about what's, what's the description of us today. And folks, this is the description of venture today. Alive in the present. Again from Lamentations, yet this, yet this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. You are alive. Now, folks, it is a celebration. Let's celebrate. But again, we looked at the past. You are alive in the present. I've watched you. I've been vitally interested in the church I pastored for 30 of those 55 years. And folks, I'm cheering. I'm cheering. Great is your faithfulness. Over these last four years and where we sit at in today. Oh my goodness, you're alive at 55. 
and you transition to new pastoral leadership four years ago. Stan and Daniel took the baton of executive leadership. What a season this is. What a season this is. For me and for you. My story is one that can be shortened in four years. I transitioned from here and I moved into church design and construction. So now I get to design and build churches uh, all over the Midwest and the Deep South. So that's why I get to get into a lot of churches because I'm helping churches. I went from um, helping him build his church here to helping him build his church. And it's been awesome in my life. But I'll tell you what, these last four years have been awesome because there have been some things that have gone on that have been so beautiful for me and for Sarah and for our family. And I got to tell you, I got a new grandson. I got a new grandson. I do, I got a new grandson. He's 18 years old. Josh, would you stand, Josh? Come on, buddy. Stand up here, man. Come on. Woo! <laughs> And how, how perfect that is here today, man. Josh, it is great. Josh came a part of our family in January this year. He is my fifth grandchild and Sarah's fifth grandchild. And it's been a great, it's been a great ride. So a lot of things have happened. And I could use a drink, honey. Could you bring me just a little bottle of water there? I appreciate it here. No, that's my story, though. Thank you, babe. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's my story. God is faithful. But I got to tell you, your story from an from a eyewitness from the outside, your story from an outside, Stan, ministry staff, current group of elders, and all of you, you were finding your footing. The transition was made. We did it as good as we could. We had a succession plan, very short, very powerful, very purposeful, and we did the best we could. You were finding your footing. This guy was gone, out of here now. You're finding your footing, and then COVID hits. Do you understand? Yeah, of course you do. You lived it. I didn't. Hallelujah that I didn't. As far as in Stan's position, I got to tell you folks, I watched you. Matter of fact, I literally watched you. The very first Sunday that COVID broke out, okay, very, so it was only six months after I left. This is the timing of COVID now coming in in the middle of this transition. Here's COVID. Um, my wife and I, we are out in Utah. We are at a hotel in Utah and Everything breaks. I mean, all of it. All the rules, all the laws, all the outlook. And that week, this church made a pivot that was huge. I had no clue how you guys did. You borrowed some cameras and stuff. Milford, some of the team, you, you borrowed Daniel. You borrowed some cameras from, from uh, Grace next door. A church that loved on you during that. So you could have, I was in Utah in a hotel room watching your first service. Now, we were stuck there because we couldn't get back. I mean, you know, what a terrible place to be stuck. But we're in the hotel room. and Oh, no, I'm down in, a, down in the cafe with about one other person down in that cafe. And I'm watching your worship service. And I'm crying. I'm crying. I'm crying. I'm crying. Because great is 
your faithfulness. And I see that there ain't no COVID that's going to stop this church. Now, I know that there were tough decisions that had to be made. Thank you that you were able to make them. Daniel, current group of elders, staff, I couldn't have done it. I don't joke about this when I tell people this. I know why God called me to my next significance. Because I could not have taken this church and led this church well through COVID. I'll tell you what, I could not have done it. I would have either killed the church or I would have killed my marriage. I, who, who knows what else I might have killed. And I'll tell you what, to be standing here today helps me to know that venture is alive in the present. With everything that's going on, and here we are celebrating. So I get to ask you to celebrate with me and give some props to your pastors, your staff, your elders for where we're sitting at here here today. Yeah, and, and I don't even want to look at that now because here's how profound that is. Here we are today and you are about to launch into a generosity initiative that will literally change the world and change this church. You're about ready to launch this generosity initiative. This is all about new life. And how fitting is that that is because you want to make sure you are always alive. But right now, you're alive at 55. Now that's a celebration of Venture Christian Church. You're alive in the present. But again, and what about you? What about you? We, we took this individual effort to at least look at what God has done for us, A to Z, 55 of them, what God's done for us. We, we've taken that effort. We've looked back and therefore I have, we have, I have hope. But what about you right now in the present? How's it going for you? And the reason I ask that is because there's context here. You've got to see this context. Would you look at this passage? Here's the context of this passage. Here's one of the reasons why we never want to go to the book of Lamentations and study from it or preach from it. And it's because think they're going through hell. They're going through hell. They're, they're, they're going through a terrible time in history. Terrible, terrible time. And the writer, the author, most think it's Jeremiah... He writes these words. He, he, he's, he has reality. Here's what's going on. Here's what's going on. I remember my affliction and my wandering. The bitterness and the gall. I will remember them and my soul is downcast within me. That's the context of this great is thy faithfulness. That's the context of, okay, this I bring to mind. And I have hope. That's the context that there's crud going on in their lives. There's difficulties. They're going through struggles. That's the context of this passage. That's why we can't just celebrate venture being alive at 55 and alive in the present. i got to pour something into you that might be a blessing to help you be alive in the present. 
Because there may be struggles going on in your life. I will, I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The prophet, the prophet here, he's lamenting. That's where the name of the book comes, he's lamenting. Life is terrible for him, but he remembers. He remembers what God has done, and it gives him hope. Even in the midst, even when he is downcast, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Look at Hebrews 10, 23. Remember, this is all about God's faithfulness. All about God's faithfulness today. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, even when things are tough. Even when we're broken, even when there's difference, for he who promised is what? Faithful. Great is thy faithfulness. Are things difficult in your life? Are you lamenting? Are you in pain? Are you experiencing injustice? Are you experiencing brokenness? Are there circumstances in your life that are busting you down? Of course there are. Of course there are, but God, but God. This passage is all about, but God. The Lamentations pastor, pa passage, yet I remember what God has done in the past, but God does this. Yes, I'm going through struggles. Think about this, but God that we have, okay? You need to, when you're going through struggles, you need to think, yes, here are the struggles, but God. But God, how about, how about if you've lost somebody you loved? Somebody who has supported you and, and prayed for you and they've passed on. Genesis 48 says this, then his father said to Joseph, behold, I am about to die, but God will be with you. That's a but God. Yeah, you're facing some terrible, yeah, cry, be burdened. But God, what about when others try to harm us? Try to harm you. Maybe that's happening right now in your life. You and Here's what the pa passage in Genesis says. Genesis 50 says, you intended to harm me, but God, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done. What about when you're facing insurmountable odds? insurmountable odds from first kings do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude for the battle is not yours but god's and on and on when we feel there's no way that god could love us when we feel our sin is too big romans 5 says we are still sinners but god demonstrates his own love for us in this christ died for us and ephesians 2 says this catch this church when you think that God can't love you and there's no hope and, 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 and your sins are too big and we were in Ephesians and we were dead in our trespasses and sins and we're by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in our trespasses made us alive together with Christ. He's a but God. When we're lamenting our own failures from the book of Psalm, but God, 
is a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. When I've hit the bottom from Jonah to the roots of the mountains, I sank down. The earth beneath barred me in forever. But God brought my life up from the pit. When we have nothing left from the book of Psalm, my flesh and my heart may fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion. But God. Yes, this is the reality of all humans who walk this earth. It's the reality. There is brokenness. There is. And, and in Jeremiah's words, the author of the prophet here in Lamentations, there's affliction and wandering. There's bitterness and gall. He says, I well remember them. Yeah, I well remember them. And my soul is downcast within me. But... But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope because of the Lord's great love we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. And I don't have time today to tell you about my sister Tony and how every night she probably cries. But she knows, but God, there are new compassions every morning. I don't have time to tell you about my coworker who's going through a, a terrible situation right now. But my coworker knows but God. I don't have time to tell you about a guy in my workout group F3 that that he's going through a difficult situation but he says that that God is carrying me through. God has always carried me through. God is good to me. So do you remember the song, I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony? You go back to the early 70s and the Coke commercial grabbed a hold of those of us who are old enough to know, I'd like to teach the world to sing. Yeah, in perfect harmony and I can't do that. So that was cool, right? I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. It was, it was a great little ditty, but how far did that get us? I mean, really, how far did that get us? So here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to teach the world to cry. I'd like to teach the world to cry. Not to shove the bad stuff away somewhere and not deal with it. We know how far that gets us. Not to wallow in it and never come out of it. We, we know where that gets us. No, I'd, I'd like to teach the world to cry. To cry. But God. You see, for the believer, for the writer of Lamentations, for that prophet, they were going through hell, they were going through struggles. But I remember God's faithfulness and I have hope. Yes, he cried. Yes, cry. Cry. But God. For the believer, it's one of the richest things we have. It's what helps carry us through when we're going through struggles. So we can be alive in the present. That even when there are difficulties going on, we can cry. Cry. But great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. So let's. Ah, this is a great hymn. You guys know the great, oh, I'm already late, 44. And it's first service, so I have to finish, so this is cool. Okay, but you guys know there's the great hymn, Great Is Thy Faithfulness? That was written exactly 100 years ago. Written exactly 100 years ago. 
just for such a time like this. Great is thy faithfulness. Oh my God, my Father, there is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, my hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. And we have to look at alive in the future. We have to look at alive in the future. Can I, there we go, great being on top of that. Same passage, same passage for where you're going. I'm so excited for the future adventure. I watched the recording. I watched the recording of your vision night from two Sundays ago. Your vision, your vision is all about God's faithfulness. His faithfulness in bringing new life to others through you. His faithfulness in bringing new life to the next generations through you. And his faithfulness in bringing new life to you, Venture Church, through you. It is going to be a great and pivotal moment in the, in the life of Venture Church. Because Venture is going to be alive in the future. And if God tarries, there will be another 55 years. And who knows what we'll be celebrating then. So, alive in the future, what I want to say to you folks is to stay alive, is to stay alive. How do we respond to this great faithfulness of God? Revelation 2.10 reads this way, be faithful, you be faithful, even to the point of death, and I will give you life as your victory crown. He says, I am going to be faithful to you for every day of your life, individual person, me, you. I am going to be faithful to this church venture, Christian church. And how does God want us to respond? You be faithful too. All the way until our days are done and we're going to receive a crown of life. Well, how else do we respond to his faithfulness? I'm closing with this passage of scripture, Psalm 100, verses 4 through 5. How do we respond, church? Come on, enter his gates with thanksgiving and praise, giving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His what? His faithfulness continues through all generations. God, thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness, God. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness that you have taken us as a church 55 years, God, in the midst of things that were not the easiest, in the midst of things that were going on in the world, in the midst of things that just go on in life, Father, you were faithful. Great is your faithfulness. Lord, in our own lives, thank you, Lord, for being faithful. All my life, you've been faithful, Father. Every step along the way. And Lord, especially, especially in those times where I cried. Especially in those times when there was brokenness, when there was hurt. But, God, you were faithful. Great is thy faithfulness. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.